Epic Gumdrop, sweeter than the smell of fresh vinyl. Hello, Jeff. Hey, James. So uh, this week, we're putting our right hand on red, aren't we? We are. We're talking Twister. Woohoo! Woohoo! I guess I was. At, I don't now. I feel like that's a really are inappropriate you, <laughs> response. Like we're gonna play? We're not playing, Jeff. We're not gonna play. I don't Twister. think I want to play Twister with you. No, and I, I guess therein lies the rub. See what I did there of uh, this game. But t- so as usual, let's start with our skill testing question. What okay. year do you think Twister was invented? To me, it's a final game, Matt. It it feels like a shag carpet game to me. <laughs> I'm putting it in the it 70s. It's like a shag carpet game. I'm going to say 1974. That, that's that's a, my... That is a fine year. That's my rational guess. Uh, no, it was 1375. Uh, I believe it was referred to multiple times during Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I recall that. Do you? Uh, and it also made a revival in 1966. Uh <laughs> Now, before we talk about the social awkwardness that is Twister, let's do a quick mm-hmm. historical overview for anyone who hasn't heard the tale of suspense and mystery, although it is in the, the popular lore. The children sing about it in the school grounds and all that. But And Canterbury Tales. Yes, and the Canterbury Tales. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a kind of... It's not especially weird. It's a little convoluted. Like, it's a little upsetting because we, you know, uh, we're, we're fond of the internet and in the internet age, yeah. everything's written down. People catalog, you know, what they had for lunch every day. Yeah. All the minutiae is there. But it turns out in 1966, people weren't thinking, hey, we should write this down because in 2015, people are going to want to talk about how this came to be. Exactly. And, yeah. then, and when they do interviews decades later, yeah, memories yeah. hazy. People, you know, when you get three credited creators for a thing, yes, it's going to get a little messy. Okay. So, so let's, so what have you been able to suss out through your internet sleuthing? All right. Uh, it basically comes down to three people. It's Chuck Foley, Neil W. Rabbins, and uh, Rain Geyer. Uh, those are the three people that why you know everyone recognizes. They're the three guys, uh, Chuck Foley and Neil Robbins are the patent holders. Okay. Which so some for some people, oh, they're the creators, but not really because the I idea guess, itself. I guess legally they are. Mm, the idea itself is accredited to Rain Geyer. Okay. Um, so he had this idea while working for his dad's uh, company doing ad work. Uh, he's working on a game for a children's shoe polish, and this idea of making a you know a game where the people are the players or the people are the pieces, uh, popped in his head. So he came up with this idea for a game called Pretzel. Okay. He takes the idea to 3M, who we recall from our board game box episode, they were making board games at that time. So they hadn't made post-it notes yet. So they needed they something not. to fill that void. Yeah. So they, they were a game maker. Um, he takes it to them. They're like, yeah, we'll pass. And uh, then he, you know, needs, he recognizes, I think that he needs to develop this idea further. So right. he, brings in uh you know chuck foley and neil rabbins foley was a game designer and rabbins was an artist and uh basically he concedes that you know foley suggested having the circles in a row uh rabbins had the idea of putting your hands down as well as your feet right and that was kind of where they who figured out what part of it right um so yeah it's a little complicated on who the credit goes to um you know, Geyer has the original idea, but he's not hasn't entirely developed it. It needed that overhaul. Mm-hmm. So Foley and Rabbins sort out the mechanical issues of the game, which let them take the game to Milton Bradley. And Milton Bradley goes, ah, I like it, but we're not going to use that name because uh, yeah. we can't. They, there was something else used, or for some reason he couldn't use Pretzel. Plus, I think it's a terrible name. Well, he went with Twister, which Geyer thought was a terrible name. Really? 
because he thought, ah, natural disasters. Everybody's right. going to think of, you know, yeah. So nonetheless, they stuck with, <laughs> uh, stuck with Twister and the game is born. Uh, but there's right. trouble. So that, that's the end of the episode. The game comes no. out, it's flawless and perfect and people love it. And uh, the end? Nope. The bad stuff begins. Dun, dun, so, dun, dun, dun. In 1965, Sears decides uh, they won't carry the game. So they're being prudish. Uh, you know, for real. They're for real. So for real. I think they saw this idea of a bunch of people on a mat touching each other and they just were like, oh, that's See, not Sears Roebuck material. So this is once again adults mm-hmm. looking at something and projecting themselves into the situation where children are supposed to be. Well, and I don't even know. It's called a children's game, but when you look at how, well, we'll get at it. But okay. Originally, it doesn't even look like a kid's game in many ways. Okay. Um, but nonetheless, Sears go, looks at it and goes, no, not for us. We They're like, no, what's this going to lead to? What people touching when they dance? Well, exactly. Right? And, yeah. then, and then, you know, that just leads to necking in the back of cars. And, and then and then teen pregnancy. Absolutely. Is that, is that basically That's Sears? The, that is the chain. Yeah. <laughs> what? Did they confuse this with rap music? If they don't have this game, <laughs> they won't be doing anything. Yes. Um. So, yeah, so Sears Roebuck passes. Right. I mean, I'm guessing, and I'd like to know a bit more about who, how game distribution happened in the 60s. But I'm assuming they were a, a mm-hmm. big, uh, one of the main, you know, people who get the Sears catalog, there would be yeah. the games in it. I don't know what other big chain stores at that time period would have been your game distributors. Yeah. You didn't have your friendly local game store. Yeah. So I'm guessing that was a huge deal. I don't know how big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Mel Taft at Milton Bradley, um, who we, I think we talked about him in the Candyland episode. He's an yeah. interesting guy. Uh, he doesn't cancel the PR campaign for Twister, um, despite the rejection from Sears. And, uh, he, you know, he tells Foley, Rabbins, and Geyer that the game is a no-go. But the game is set to make its national debut on the Johnny Carson show in 1966. And what a debut. Uh, Johnny plays the game with Ava Gabor and, you know, she entices him to come over to the, the game mat and uh, a nation was sold. The next morning, it begins to fly off the shelf. And in the first year, Mel Taft uh, recalls that it sold more than a million copies. So they really were marketing this game as a, hey, here's your chance to accidentally feel up your friends. Yeah, I think so. In a socially acceptable manner. Like, that, like that was the premise from the get-go. It seems it. Yeah, I don't think you have Johnny Carson and Ava Gabor... And if that's not your your end game, mm-hmm. so I guess I guess, so Sears was right, kind of. Yeah, I think if that was what I they mean, were objecting the, to, other then. than the fact it's ridiculous that like, like oh, haha, my forearm touched your butt cheek. Yeah, and I, I don't know what else would have been in the Sears catalog. I, the, again, I should look for that. What was in the 1965 Sears yeah. catalog? Like, where was their sense of morality at that time period? I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but I can imagine as a massive corporation in America at that time, their games buyer went no. Yeah, that's not for us. Um, so you know that's kind of the story. That's the story that's reiterated. You go everywhere on the internet, or you listen to interviews or right. read stuff. That's the story you hear. Okay, oh, so this this is the 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 mythology well, that has sprung up. It seems a like a little bit because they're like, well, Sears said, no, the game gets canceled. It's still scheduled to be on Johnny Carson's show. It is. It's a success. And it's on store shelves, other places oh, for people to buy. Really weird, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, for it, a canceled game. It still seemed to have been manufactured and put on shelves. Yes. So I don't know if they really canceled it or if they had, 
canceled a partway through a production run if they ran ahead producing it and then Sears said no and then they were like oh great we gotta yeah. offload a gazillion copies or was Sears like uh, yeah maybe yeah maybe yeah maybe yeah maybe no I don't know how you turn up a million copies in that first year mm-hmm. either like without having some production run already so I, I don't know I yeah. think there's a little mythologizing that's happened by Milton yeah. Bradley and by everybody it's, it sounds like a good story mm-hmm. um, a little too good <laughs> a little too good so um yeah, there's references to people lining up outside Abercrombie and Fitch who were rumored, rumored to be carrying the game the morning after it was on Carson. So it sounds like success mm-hmm. against the odds, but really, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Right. And I'd like to know, again, if was Sears the main distributor? Was Abercrombie and Fitch, were they also big? Did other department stores throughout the U.S. tend to carry games? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. Um, but the people relating this story to the internet... Seem to like to tell it that way. Yes. And I, they, of course, would have no skin in the game other than to say, look, I was such a genius <laughs> with my marketing plan. Your your card, your business card should be just pun master general. Is that... That's did, I, did I do something there? Skin in the game. Oh, wow. Skin in the game. You can't even... You just. I think the, that was the original uh, tagline you just for it, wasn't it? Twister, get your skin puns. in the game. <laughs> so... Geyer's company um, that he had formed to do this uh, goes on to collect the royalties for the game while Foley and Rabbins had the patent. Uh, Geyer states that he settled with Foley for a limited time. I think I, I think I read somewhere three right. years or something like that, that he got a Foley got a cut of the royalties. But then Foley and Rabbins went on their separate ways. Right. Uh, Geyer continue goes on to start a new firm and he focuses entirely on games. So he was really... He was interested in being in the game business, but wasn't necessarily a game designer. Right. Um, you know, he concedes he made a lot of turkeys and stuff. Uh, but this new firm, you know, goes on to uh, come up with a little foam ball game, which uh, Milton Bradley passes on. Too, too, too much for us. We, we've got the skin. We don't want the foam. Keep yes. that foam. Parker Brothers sees an idea, though, and they develop it as Nerf. Uh, so just one of those things that went in the dustbin of history. Just uh, no one's ever heard of it. Yeah, it's definitely not an entire aisle of the Toys R Us now. You know, so he is a very wealthy man from games, Geyer. So he's doing okay. Yeah. Uh, there was an episode of uh, called uh, How I Made My Millions that right. he's on. And yeah, so he did all right. He made a lot. He was like, I made a lot of turkeys. But like, yeah, no kidding. And you also birthed some gold. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. But isn't that the invention game? It seems it's to be. It's like nothing, 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 nothing. Yay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, since it first hit shelves, uh, Twister has made, uh, it's had 70 million in sales in 35 countries, and that was as of 2012. So, yeah, it did, it did all right. Wow. That was a few, must have moved a couple copies. That's uh, that's pretty good. So, that's kind of the, the story of it. Um. Let's, I guess, go back to it now as a as a game. Um, okay. So when you get that first box cover that you know Sears would have seen, you have uh, five adults, three men and two women. Of course. Uh, they're having fun, and while on the uh, one of the men and one of the women are getting red cheeked and up close and personal on the game mat, and the other ones are watching. Uh, so that could have, you know, they're very much selling an adult game. Yeah, it's very like I don't. Like they're I, selling sex. Like yeah. that's a, there's no bone. This is 1966. That whole sex in a box. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it really is. It really is the, uh, uh, you know, hey, you want this to happen, but you don't know how to ask somebody if well, you can and keep brush up against the, them. The so-called you know swinging 60s weren't mm-hmm. happening yet. 
we'll get to that. But, but it, it was it, on the cusp, right? Yeah, yeah. It, exactly. But it's still a little early. And because this isn't selling sex necessarily. This is selling um, like a quasi sex. Well, like, I think uh, at that time period, it was the equivalent. I mean, they called it sex in a box because I think right. it was as close as you could get to having a game that was this physical and this mm-hmm. kind of, you know, you're you're up against your buddy's wife or whatever. And there is kind of crossing weird lines, I think, yeah. a little bit, potentially. I don't think that was the intent, necessarily. But you look at the box cover, and that was mm. the, the pitch. Yeah, it seemed it. Yeah. Um, later on, it's interesting. If you look uh, on Board Game Geek, they have a bunch of different covers and stuff. And the uh, Japanese version of the game has two of the background figures have been changed to children. So they try and shift it over to being a family game. Right. Um, but I wonder, is there, is there a cultural thing where touching isn't as taboo? I, I wouldn't even want to. Yeah. I don't know. People, people from Japan, let me let us know. I have no. Let's we'll get a large population in small areas. It could you be, look at you look at well, you look at like bat, train riding and things like that too, culture right? And yeah, things like that. Like it's different. Yeah, so, family different culture. So, whereas well, if you put two kids on the um, American one and people go like, "Ooh, now it's weird." Exactly. It could I'm have not going to play with my daughter like that. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially with, yeah, that, that immediate reaction people had mm. to the whole game in general. It's like, Ooh, yeah, that's too sexy. Things um, have changed a lot. They have. <laughs> since 1966. Well, even the 86 edition, it shows like a bunch of preteen kids, three girls, yeah. three boys looking like they're all tussled about. And See, it's, it's weird how much that game shifted to become about uh prepubescent, um, you know, it, it was an excuse to like touch. That's, that's the thing, because when I was introduced to the game as a child, it was mm-hmm. definitely much more of a, uh, you know, kids just playing. Wrestling. Like, there was no... Having fun. No pretext of other thing other than, you know, literally twisting your bodies up and falling down, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Yeah, there was not a, um, a uh, like, I don't want to say sinister, but, a, a, like, sexual side to sinister. it at all. The twister gets dark. <laughs> yes. No. That's it's... for the Twister reboot. Yeah. <laughs> the Twister movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I think the the audience is you know completely shifted by the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no longer marketed as a game for adults. The audience is now hormonal kids looking for a legitimate excuse to get up and close, you know, with the opposite sex without having to play spin the bottle. Right. Um, and as a as a total side note, I had to research this. Uh, spin the bottle came out in the nineteen twenties. Uh, seven min- or was devised kind right. of as a thing, and seven minutes in heaven came uh, was devised in the early fifties. And so the world seemed like it was ready for another excuse for touching the opposite sex game by 1966. Yeah. Well, not only that, though, because so what you're saying is the kids that grew up playing Spin the Bottle in the 20s mm-hmm. and uh, the kids that grew up playing uh, Seven Minutes, because adults don't play these games. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, in the 50s. So it's the next They were the people that, yes, in 1966, they're looking around going like, okay, now we're grownups. We can't say, hey, you want to play Spin the Bottle? Because right. the answer is going to be like, I'm 30. So yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Phil, this is inappropriate at the office. Yes. Oh yeah, that was said a lot in 1966. <laughs> Pass me a drink, would you? Pass me a drink, sugar. I think would probably be more. Anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> I, as a game, uh, I yeah, like people at people at home, I I do often make. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of faces we make here. Yes. So sometimes I listen back when I'm, I'm editing some of these and I'm like, yeah, it's weird. I just, it's like I'm ignoring Jeff when he makes these statements sometimes, but I, I am like, I uh, resigned faces of laughing. He's just trying to make himself feel better. He is, he just ignores me. I'm very unfortunate. Yeah. The whole time. Largely. I, I would put a little wall between us. Yes. One of those little dressing walls. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, as a game, 
Okay, uh, yeah. So, yeah, what do what does the gaming community, the people that oh, are obsessed with man. and like to play games, I, I imagine 70 million in sales, it must be a hit with everybody. Well, it's got a 9.97 rating at Board Game Does Game. it really? No. Uh, 4.6 out of 10 with 2,230 ratings. Um, so I, my question was, is it that a few thousand people were rating with their sexually frustrated teenage memories or recollections of ruined adult parties? Uh, it's difficult to even rate it as a game. There's so little to it. So yes. I don't even know why you would bother rating this as a game. I do like that the game. Know. You know, that's a good point, though. The game is very simple mm-hmm. and it's been around so long and we assume everyone's heard of it. We haven't even explained how you play the game. No. Uh, do yeah. you, do you, I, okay. Let me see if I can Let's, sum up the game. Okay, ready? Uh, Set. You got, uh, yeah, 10 seconds. Okay, so you spin a thing. It lands on a, uh, a part of your body and a color. You have to then put that part of the body on the color. Uh, and then if somebody else's turn, you go until you all fall down. Whoever falls loses. I guess, but you all win. You, well, that was the premise. Yeah. No, yeah. One, no one loses in Twister <laughs> unless someone has had like, uh, you know, curry and uh, baked no. beans for days no. beforehand. no. no. No, you're taking it to a weird place. Let's what? move on. <laughs> it, is a, it is a physically weird game. I mean, like, you know, there's going to be... You can't call it a dexterity game. It's not no. dexterity. It's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it re- yeah, there's... It's, I, I yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing about it that makes me want to play it as a game. Um, but the game is e- easily internationalized. Uh, right. With that universal board and spinner, and the, mm-hmm. you just have to be willing to take off your shoes, which... Uh, if when we're talking about international, you know, things, Mel Taft uh, states, you know, that there was a problem in the German market because German women didn't like to take their shoes off. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's their mm-hmm. their assessment of why it did not do well in Germany. Or Germans just have taste. I don't know. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say. Yeah, and I guess the idea of using people as pieces is novel. It is that wasn't used too much. Yeah. Um. I don't know if there's just really not a lot else to it. though. No. And so like that idea, you know, is, is Twister really sex in a box? And I, I like to think it's the idea of sex in a box. Mm-hmm. And that was a big motivator. You, you saw Johnny and Ava and you're like, Ooh, that could be us. And yes, me and when Marilyn Monroe comes over to our house for a party or something. Um, yeah. So, you know, was Twister really going to bring down society leading to countless depraved parties and destroying the minds of sixties youth? Um, but you know, as I was getting at before, it seems like change was already on the horizon. Like in January of 66, you have the first, you know, famous acid tests in April of that year, you have the church of Satan being formed. So like the West coast is a, a hotbed for mid sixties shift into late sixties. So the right. late sixties, when people think back, it's really, they're thinking about the late sixties. 66 is pretty innocent in many ways. Yeah, a lot happened between 66 and 69. Yeah, and I I think the worst of all, man, is uh, in September of 66, Star Trek premieres. Yep. So if we really need to blame something for destroying the youth of the 60s, I actually think we found ground zero. Although a lot of ladies would have liked to have played Twister with Kirk. I think so. And a lot of guys would wonder if Kirk would play Twister with any alien lady (laughs) he saw. (laughs) He He was not picky about who he he twisted. He was not. We twisted. Uh, yeah, so it's thought of as a party game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was trying to think about this. I didn't get t- too far into it. But I mean, like, it seems like the definition of what constitutes a party game has shifted a lot. Like in the oldie, oldie timeies, mm-hmm. Twister, Musical Chairs, Charades, Pin the Tail and the Donkey, those, those are party games. 
Um, but now a party game is like code names, two rooms in a boom, the resistance or ultimate ultra super werewolf with vampires on I, one evening. I actually prefer, um, one night, uh, res- ultimate ultra super werewolf with vampires. There we go. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's well, that'll be it. That'll be the next. That's the updated version of mm-hmm. that. Oh, wow. That's a joke for like 2% of the people out there. Yes, that was. <laughs> if you laughed. Yeah, you get it. If you didn't laugh, you missed nothing. Don't worry about no, it. No, don't worry about it. Um, uh, but yeah, so yeah. you know that seems to be the, the the contemporary party game. Those are the ones in fad now. But yeah, it's it's shifted kind of. So it's like the idea of a party game is one where it's less about the competition and more about group fun during a social gathering, where the game is secondary to the party. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, do party games have to avoid high degrees of skill and an obsession with winning over fun and socialization? I think the old definition of a party game is. Uh, when you look at a game, you go, I'd have to have my drink on if I'm going to play that. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what Twister is. Like, no yeah. no grown-up has Th- played Twister good, sober. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, so that's my take, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Whereas party... Yeah, party games now are less... Uh, the less focused on one per like you know charades or games like that it's it's mm-hmm. fixated on one or two people um, amusing the rest of the people mm-hmm. in a way. And I think now the everyone's in on it everyone's involved yeah. everyone has a role uh there's nobody but, sitting on the sidelines but again gamer party games and non-gamer party games are yeah. different because people still play charades that's true they're going to i don't think grown-ups play pin the tail on the donkey no but like you know again a party game is also like a birthday party game right yeah that's like true. These, these kind of games get pulled out of yeah. the weirdest like when i played twister as a kid i don't even remember why got pulled out and we yeah it was like your recollection we were at someone's rec room there was nothing on tv vcrs weren't common you were like what's that smell oh i think that might be a vinyl Vinyl. playmat yes (laughs) and so you pulled it out yeah and then and then yeah anyway yeah i don't know so i got thinking about the whole party game thing and i yeah i think it's just we we still have them but they've changed quite a lot and we take them more seriously now Mm -hmm. um and i i think those gamer party games are are crossing into the mainstream uh like you know it used to be the, the game the party game was more like a, a game that was a mass market product that was almost quasi toy right and now these these party games where you've got you know uh code names and things like that they're yeah. looking at trying to bring these into your mainstream your barnes and nobles or mm-hmm. your mainstream stores so there's this crossover from the, the hobby gaming market into the mainstream so it's like the game used to come from one direction now it's coming from the other direction but right. they're both trying to kind of get it the same place yeah but they've just got more sophistication in the way we're doing it now. Right. While trying to keep the bar for entry still really low mm-hmm. so that they could do the 10 second rule explanation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's more, I'd rather play the ones now, I suspect. And I, I think uh, the 4.6 rating agrees with you. I think so. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, but Twister is still here. They've sold 70 million by 2012. I imagine yeah. it's, you can still find it in stores, but is it just, base twister or is there things what is there been advancements in the world of twister since 1966 so my next section was i I called the twister legacy and immediately immediately i started thinking of uh like risk legacy (laughs) pandemic Pandemic legacy i was trying to think of a rob davio joke but i couldn't (laughs) know that's good that's we need to bring in we need a storytelling storytelling twister no i think he'll pass Maybe we'll develop, we'll work on we'll Twister work on Legacy we can, as a download, a downloadable <laughs> that you can have. We'll work on that um, in our spare time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it comes out, yeah, no surprise, it's come out in tons of versions. And like the totally unnecessary uh, 2007 mass hit, 
finger twister. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to guess, just based on the two-word title, Mm. that that is twister you completely play with your fingers. Mm. How do you lose that? Uh, Unless you have to go like pinky yellow and you can't get it over there? I think that's, yeah, it is kind of a... Is it a game just for pianists? Or can anyone play? <laughs> no, it's not just solo, Jeff. It's for it's for competitive. You play it with another person. Is, is this an app thing, or is this like a legitimate? They like, have a vinyl, you know, mini vinyl map. I, I think it went away. I was looking for it. I was because I read about it. and I was like, is this a legit thing? And it seems it was. Or was it a joke that got no, listed on BGG? So. No, it's on Amazon, and you kind of wow. have to dig a little bit. But it, yeah, it's it. Because I found a internationalized version of it first, mm. or a Japanese version, I think first. And I was like, what? No, this is a like. Chinese version. This is not a thing. thing. It was something else. Yeah. Yeah, But but no, I think it was. And I think it went away because it was terrible. Um, But yeah, I can't. I cannot tell you if any of these other versions are fun because I do not play Twister. Um, Like we've played it, but I just saw it as boring because I was too young to really... It was not a frisky game. Hormones had not hit. You were playing with your family members. No. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's my regulations. I have two regulations of Twister. Uh, One is... Um, the, you know, playing it as a kid with other kids in a purely like, haha, you fell over. That's hilarious yeah. kind of way. Uh, I don't remember not having fun playing it. Yeah. And then my other recollection is like when hormones hit and you're in someone's rec room and the box is sitting there and you think, can I get somebody else to suggest that we play Twister? Right. So that there's some bodily contact <laughs> and my life will be complete. Yeah. But failing to figure out a way. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, uh, we should play Twister. What's that stench coming from the cupboard? It smells like a game we should play. Uh, and that never happened. Yeah. But I think that dream has been kept alive. And the, you know, don't Google Twister videos because <laughs> they're not going to be. There's going to be a. It's, you're not going to find people innocently playing and having fun, I imagine. It's going to be a lot of nefarious attempts at Naked Twister? Yeah. Probably? Yeah. I, I don't Which know. is a concept that only exists in movies, I would yeah, say. I, I would think. I cannot fathom attempting to break out Twister at a party. I just... Well, I, it would it, break not, me. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's the other thing. I mean, like, for adults, how many adults are in condition to play Twister without possibly, you know... It's like the idea that you can't have a party and have people drinking excessively at your party without right. you being criminally responsible. I think Twister's much the same. If I mm-hmm. cause ruptures, uh, tears, and other contusions to my And sexual guests, harassment lawsuits. I yeah. might be held responsible as a yes. party host. What kind of party was that? What kind of monster brings out Twister with a bunch of middle-aged people? I think twi- the only reason you bring out Twister at a party is if you've got people that won't leave. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That is a good man. If I if I ever have a, like a bad gamer over like, that I want to get rid of, I'll crack out Twister. Like, oh, the Johnsons are still here. Jesus. And then you bring it out and you look right at the wife. Follow baby say, oil. Do you want to play Twister? <laughs> and then they'll be like, Oh, look at the time. Oh, the babysitter. We gotta go. Yeah. Start unbuttoning my cardigan. <laughs> First off, great party if you're wearing a cardigan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what 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 party do I not wear a cardigan at, Jeff? Oh, uh, yeah. That's so, great. I don't know. That, that's Twister. That's my take on it. I don't that, know. There was more there than I thought there would be. I, it's an interesting It history. seems like every game made before 1990, there's more there. I think yeah. so. I definitely want to... I'd like to read a biography on Mel Taft. Yeah. He, he had a, a huge impact on just uh, Western culture in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about game design in general, but it just in terms of the influence that he had in the, as a gatekeeper mm-hmm. to popular gaming, it's pretty impressive. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, that's a whole be an interesting episode for the other five people that are really care passionately about these things. But well, that's a good thing. If you if you like these little historical reviews of pop culture games that know. have been around, yeah, let us know because uh, it would be good to find out if you're liking this or not. You there's several ways you can do that. Is there? Yes. Um, by uh, carrier pigeon carrier, owl. Yeah, owl definitely. Um, uh, send your owls to Hogwarts. Yes. Paper airplanes. Uh, if you live within paper airplane distance of us and know where we live, first off, yeah. weird. You're stalking yeah, us. Creepy. Like maybe back off a yeah. little. <laughs> put your put your hate mail on the internet. Uh, that's where all hate mails <laughs> would go. But no, uh, let us know. So there's our. Uh, you can leave a comment at our website. Breakingdads.com. 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 Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. At Epic Gumdrop. Uh, and um, Tele- Telepathically, I think is the final method. That, oh, uh, that would be through iTunes. You can yes. review us on iTunes. <laughs> that seems to be the telepath. telepathically. Let us know that you, you you and if you hate us, let us know. Or if you have a game you want us to uh, to put our troubled minds to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there seems to be a limitless number. Every time I think oh, I'm not going to do another historical gaming one, I I'm like, oh wait, but what about? I'm really curious yeah. about blank. So there'll be more of these. Abs- uh, hopefully, yeah. And if you like uh, other podcasts, go check out our website as well. Or let's play videos where I get demolished. By kids, I will. I, I I I really enjoy the let's play videos uh, that you do with your son, as there's nothing more fun than just listening to someone try not to lose it. <laughs> I'm a patient man. <laughs> we can see exactly how much patience you have. I, exa- these, I have yes. my patience. Ex- yeah, put to the test. Yes, uh, and um, it's nice too because uh, recently you let your son get eaten by a wolf. Yes. So because <laughs> I'm a bad parent. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> so that's. That's an experience you can only have through the magic no. of video games, yeah. I think. And uh, yeah, I'll need—I'll have to pay for that therapy for a while. Yes. <laughs> All right. But until next week, I've been James, and I'm still Jeff. <laughs>